Today on Inside Life 360, you'll be learning why you have to get out of the building and market your business. And why, when you don't have a large budget, there are ways you can find to get out there and get noticed. And ways to avoid burnout and stop wasting your time chasing rainbows. Today, you can get inside the life of your marketing. Hi, welcome back to Inside Life 360. I'm still Jim McKenzie as I was before the break, and I am really happy to have a guest who is a marketer with a difference uh, from my uh, home country, the UK. Uh, his name is Ian Farrer, and he's a founder and business coach uh, who made the jump from uh, corporate life into doing his own thing. And I always admire people who go for it, and he's now. Uh, a business coach with Far North Sales and Marketing, and he has a really interesting podcast as well, the uh, An- uh, Industry Angel uh, Business Podcast, uh, and it's different, and uh, that's what I'm into, and uh, I want you to uh, find out more about Ian in this show. So without any more ado, Ian, are you there? I am indeed. That was uh, an amazing introduction. Uh, <laughs> great to be here, Jim. Thanks very much for the opportunity to speak to your listeners. I do, I do try, and um, we're from opposite ends of the uh, the country in the UK. Ian is from uh, up north, Newcastle, which uh, is um, a strong cultural community, isn't it? And um, I think it's buzzing now, isn't it? Ian's, well, he, yeah. Normally, I do need to tone it down and do a bit Queen's English, but you know, Jim, I cannot do it, my friend. I, when I get on, my jolly just kicks in, so. You may need a little bit of interpreting. For, yeah, to, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm not holding yeah, back. Well, that's why we have Google Translate, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I'm in, I'm in Florida now, and people will uh, still to this day, I, I slow down how I speak. I, I try and, you know, I've still got the London accent, but I try and slow down this. And they still think we're Australian. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm Scottish. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Really one of those Star Trek Universal uh, translator things. You know? Yes. <laughs> well, I hope your listeners will be able to hear. Fingers yeah, crossed. Well, there might be some expats out there anyway. Oh, yeah. We've got quite a few of those. Um, and so, Ian, um, I, tell me a little bit about your background, because I know that you started off in engineering and, and manufacturing and, uh, and lots of sort of ology things. So um, tell us how, how, where you kicked off and, um, and how you've got to where you are now. Oh, well, all them ology things. Yes, um, you're right. I did start in engineering, but essentially I'm a sales professional. So predominantly I work in engineering and tech companies. But in the early days, I trained as an engineer. But you know, Jim, to tell you the truth, I wasn't very good at it. So (laughs) calculations just weren't my thing. So I joined the tendering team uh, as a commercial engineer. So I did a lot of bid writing, a lot of um, visiting clients overseas and, and sort of building those relationships up, which was my strengths, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. yes, I'm a sales professional at the end of the day. Engineering's just not for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're a people person, not a, not a, a sort of talk, talking to your keyboard type person, yeah? Well, you know, when you see these engineers, and I hope, hope none of them, well, there will be some listening, won't there? But, uh, yeah, you know, careful, that, careful, careful. I know, I know, I will be careful, but. I mean, my wife puts together all... When we get some flat pack furniture, my wife puts it together. I am absolutely hopeless. And so I stuck up like a sore thumb. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it. Um, what what made you uh, decide to? I'd like to get to the get to the nuts and bolts of it because you know we're out to sort of inspire people to do what they really enjoy. And I certainly made that jump from being a being a lawyer into all sorts of things, doing promotions, and then you know opening up a cafe and restaurant, and now I'm in sort of sales, marketing, and teaching, and all this sort of stuff. But what 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 was the most frustrating part about being corporate? Wow, Jim, I could talk all day about this, my friend, but basically <laughs> I didn't decide it. It was thrust upon me. Ah. So as a sales professional, um, I was under immense pressure to hit targets, monthly targets, hit the commission. And I was the type of guy who had the commission spent before I'd won it. So <laughs> we were going on holiday in my mind. We were having new conservatories, new kitchens before I'd even won that deal. So. I put myself under a lot of pressure and actually I suffered burnout quite a lot, um, yeah. three times, which was well, uh, a little bit silly of me, but ended up in hospital, going through tests, oh. uh, taking meds, collapsed. <laughs> oh, hey, goodness me. So I know, I know. I, I pushed the envelope a little bit and uh, a few years ago I was approaching 40 mm-hmm. and I just said that's enough. So I went into work and uh, my boss was actually at the south of the country at the time and I rang him up and I said, that's it, I'm done. And he said, you're done what? And I'm, I'm done. What, <laughs> done with that deal? No, no, mate, I am, I, I am, I've left. I've got an A4 photocopy in box to the left of me here. It's full of my desk contents. I am out of here. And yeah. uh, I had three months notice to give and I, and I, gave, and I gave him 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's your health, you know, I mean, it, there comes a point. Did, did no one really notice? I mean, I suppose everyone's in their own world in the, the best of uh, uh, situations these days. But did no one notice that you were, were going downhill? Uh, yes, yes. I, I think they noticed when I was when I was popping beta blockers to go into a meeting. So if it was an internal meeting, I'd have oh. half a beta blocker. If it was an external one, I'd have a full one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your, your Monday was, uh, was medicated then, yeah? Indeed. Your Monday morning. Indeed. Yeah, and it, it, it's no good. So yes, a, a couple of my close colleagues knew. Uh, a really close colleague of mine sort of watched me collapse almost and get into my car and, and drive very quick down the motorway home one day before I passed out. Yeah. So yeah, it was not oh. going well. So, you know, when you hear people now in in the world of, of hustle and work hard and long hours, I just think, no, man, you you, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, and you've got children? I have indeed. So yes, I fired myself with a substantial mortgage and two small children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I can't the, stop the, laughing about it now. <laughs> what was I thinking? Man? Well, that yeah, exactly. We're going through the day not laughing and going through the day sort of you know feeling half dead. It's just you know, and then you've you've got your whole. I mean, you're you're young. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, working it out before it was too late was something. I mean, I um I always remember, I think when I was uh, a young lawyer working for someone I really hated. Um, and it was a good job. It paid well. And I had a long case against this fellow. He was only about 38 at the time. And it was a quite a, it was an intense sort of like industrial contract type of case. And the guy used to go in weekends. We got to know each other pretty well. And I remember one morning we were supposed to be uh, having a, a sort of pre-trial meeting. And uh, I phoned up and they said, well, we found him dead in his office. He's been there for two days. My word. Yeah. I had three kids and just basically killed he was always stressed always stressed and mm. you know uh there are so many different ways to do things it's something i don't know about you but i impressed that on our children that the having gone through the mill of you know the education system get the degree get the job 
do what you have to do, you know, and, and, and that's it. And that's what you do for the rest of your life. Uh, different world. And that's the one benefit we do have, don't you think? I, I certainly agree. And when you talked about that mine there, something sprang into my mind was actually a family vacation we were on. And I went over to India. Uh, my parents lived there half the year. And I remember panicking that I couldn't get a Wi-Fi password. So I was hanging around outside a hotel trying to charm the charm the lady into giving me the the, the, the password. And then I saw myself on a motorbike driving at the top of a hill and holding my iPhone aloft to try to suck down emails because <laughs> the Wi-Fi wouldn't work. It's just, you know, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. When, I, when I look back now, I think, what was I doing? Yeah, the the, uh, the 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 it is an illness, and you know uh, we've we've had to sort of really step up our sort of seven day a week working with this. We've got a new course that we're doing, which I'll I'll do a shameless self plug about later on. But um, before that, we would always make sure there was at least a day, sometimes two days, you know, if it's a weekend when there would just be no internet, no. We don't do the great phone thing anyway, because I, I mean, I can't even see the phone after the day. You know, the things trying to surf on a phone is for me is a nightmare. Yeah, um, <laughs> too small. Um, but you know, actually, say to everyone, we shut down and we we go back to to, to basics. You know, we we'll watch some TV. You know, at some point. But for the children, everything else, it's like switch off. And we found that the day after, we're just completely energized. It's incredible. It, it's funny, I mean, don't get us wrong, I do work every day. I'm going to try and flip this and you make, listeners will be thinking, hang on, what's this guy all about? I probably oh. work a little bit harder than I have done. Yes. Um, because, But it's for me. And yeah. for me, culture and values are very important. So, for instance, I've just um, knocked back a contract that I really should have took because I'm not mm. in the place financially to, to knock back work. But yeah. The company's values and culture just wasn't for me. And I thought, you know, when you're getting that gut feeling early on, I thought, well, a few months down the line when we're starting to get in them nitty gritty projects, I just think I don't want to work for I don't want to work with those people. So yeah. now you know, I'm just I'm just not having it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that that's that's it. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not uh, I, I'm not in a position to kick back either, but the stress you do have um, I, I've worked for myself virtually my whole life. You know, even I was hustling as a 12 year old, sort of. Um, I even, my claim to fame is that I even uh, sold Margaret Thatcher um, you know, for the American listeners, British Prime Minister back in the 70s, 80s. Um, but I sold her some raffle tickets <laughs> <laughs> when I was at school. Uh, I did it for a dare, but I was quite pleased actually because she didn't even take the tickets and just gave me the money, which. Which I obviously went and invested, and then it's going to fund my presidential run next year. Um, but <laughs> it, you know, it uh, it's a different type of stress, and it's it it's something you feel good about when you can do that, um, because it does really it it breaks you, and then you have to just sort of you have to play it being the person that you are. You're dead right. You've just got to be you. And I mean, me at the moment, if you know, if I take a sort of look at an, an outline of my day, I'll. I'm so fortunate now that I can take my youngest daughter to school. So I never had that in the past. So Perfect. I might take I might take 15 minutes out. If it's a nice day, we'll ride to school and I'll ride back. So I've got the day off to a great start with a little bit, little bit of exercise. And yeah. uh, I might pick her up. But, you know, normally my wife, my wife does that. And I might work till 5.30, train for an hour, have dinner together as a family, play a few games. And then I'll pick up the laptop again at 9 till about 12. But yeah. that's, that's on my time, you know. It's yes. when I choose to work. And that's so liberating for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, my wife Louise and I would say, you know, we, we live our life our way. Yeah. And, you know, we've really fought fiercely for the uh, for the right to be able to do that. And, and 
if there's one thing that I'd like to really sort of, you know, dive dive into here is, well, okay, uh, when you had that aha moment and thought, okay, I'm, I'm making a jump, you know, this, this what I'm doing is killing me. Uh, I want to do my, my, my own thing. I want to run at the business. You know, how did you get yourself out there? Wow, it's a good question. Um, I guess <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I built up quite a strong black book. So I'd been in sales for you know fifteen years, possibly, probably, probably more. I'm forgetting how old I am. Um, so yeah, first thing I did was kind of tap the black book and say, "Look, I'm going out on my own. Um, is there anything you need?" And what I'd found, Jim, was when I was selling software to engineers and to tech companies. What I discovered was these guys were very good engineers, you know, precision engineers selling some great components, um, software companies producing some fantastic apps, but commercially there was yes. a gap there. And what I found was these guys were very techy, like I alluded to earlier with some of the colleagues I used to have, very techy, but commercially not not as very not as astute. So I could go in there and say, right, you need a new brand, you need a new website, you need some marketing collateral, you've got no social media. And then I just played to my strengths and said, look, let me sell for you. Let me be your outsourced sales and marketing. So I didn't really need to put myself out there. I just sort of tapped my, my book initially and then grew from referrals from there, I guess. Yeah, I, I think you're being modest because, you know, I, I think I think it's I think it's the it's the method because I don't know about you, but uh, there, there are plenty of clients who I come across who they say, I, I can't find any work. I can't do this. I, you know, I, I've got and you, you talk to them and they'll run through their business with them and they'll have, you know, five, 6,000 people on their, 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 on their black books. I said, well, have you approached any of them and asked them exactly what they're lacking? No. Why? Mm. Because, you know, you're not spent dropping thousands of, of dollars or, or pounds on Facebook advertising trying to target people. You have targeted people who you've been speaking to for years. You know what they're looking for uh, because you've, you know, you've variously spoken with them, you've sold them stuff, you've worked together. Um, and you just need to see what niche is lacking because you've already got that trust. And, you know, people look at me as if I'm I'm sort of, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Tony Robbins. It's like, no, <laughs> no. You know, it's just really obvious. that That's how I started with my law, my, my law firm. And just because it's the internet, people think you have to have some sort of gimmick. Um mm. But you you take you strip away all of the the, the widgets and they're useful tools. You can reach more people than you could ever sort of even imagine. I mean, I, I, the chance of me meeting you is so minimal, but here we are. You know, thanks to the internet, that's the positive side of things. But sure. you know, um, for startups and businesses who have kind of reached a plateau, what would be your best advice about? Okay, I I will need to go to the next level. What can I do? I haven't got a big budget. Get out of the building. <laughs> It's as simple as that. It is. It's get as simple of, as that. Get out um, of the building. Okay. That's, that's one of our takeaways for today. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you see people and they do. I, I get what you're saying there. They've said, you know, I'm, I'm sending three tweets a day. I'm on LinkedIn. I've done a Facebook post and I'm not getting any work. So, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll do a little graphic on Canva and I'll set out a little motivational post every so often on Instagram. I'm not getting any work. Get out, get out and speak to people and network. You need to build the network up. And I can't stress that enough. And you're right, I was being modest. And when I think back, because yeah, you know, my little black book was a little black book. But to be honest, I have started to put things in my diary. So at least one day a week, I'm out the building. I'm at a networking yeah. event. And hmm. I'm not going out to sell, just forget selling. 
Just forget yes. it. Create relationships and the selling just flows after it. It just comes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, get out of the building. Yeah, there, there are many sort of snake oil salesmen who said, I have this, this sales technique for you. And they, they, they get put some initials before it. And they say, okay, you know, follow my routines and you'll succeed. Now, there's nothing wrong with having structure. Um, but they'll, they'll think, well, this, is, this will, will fit all. You know, you just plug it in, plug and play. And then the, the people will literally just, you can see the pings on your PayPal coming in. Now, you know, you've got, the virtual world, which most people now are being pulled into to live, and you've got the real world where, okay, you feel a lot of people feel isolated. You know, I, I work with my wife for, you know, ever since we got married. Uh, that was pre dinosaur, you know, but we've kind of lived <laughs> and worked together non stop during that period of time. And there's still times when I think, is anyone out there listening? And then I'll pick up the phone um, and, and find out, you know, what, am I missing something? Is there something which, that I should be doing? Um, and this is where we get to today's theme of, you know, how do you market yourself if you're a marketer? Uh, and you've isolated one point there, which is, you know, forget selling. Um, get people to trust you, get to, you know, get to know what you stand for. And, and people either find you or they trust you or you just get noticed because it is so depressing. That sort of, yeah, I, I you know, I've lined up on my Twitter for the next month and <laughs> oh, come on come on and you know I always tell people now I know there's every every second person saying look build your list and the money will come mm-hmm. but then if you've got a list and you're not actually engaging anybody in it you're in no worse you know you're in no better position than you are if you were just shooting stuff out on Facebook because you're not listening to what they might want from you or how you can help them or serve them you're right and I know you've spoke about the no like and trust factor on a couple of your podcasts which I've heard and I'm, I'm a big advocate for that with my clients and I think to get that trust factor over and to get your prospective clients to know you, you've got to have some content out there. And I know content marketing is a, is a, is a well-used phrase now, but yeah, you know, yeah. getting your podcast out, for instance, getting your YouTube video out there, getting your blog out, getting your email list out there, it, they're all techniques. And I think, to be honest, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You just need to do them all. What I see is, I mean, you know, don't have to do a website, a, a podcast, you know, maybe you could do a few YouTube videos. But what I see in clients is a scattergun approach. There's no, yeah. on Monday, we're going to do this. Tuesday, we're going to do that. You know, I'm going to tweet three times. I'm going to put an Instagram post out in the morning of Wednesday. I'm going to put a nice little funny gif out on Friday morning. You know, there's no strategy like that. It's just, ah, we'll just knock a tweet out. Oh, we'll just send it yeah. out today. You know, you've yeah. got to test when the best time of day is to use the right specific platforms and, you know, have some data, have some metrics behind you. The only thing with that is I feel like you need, it could be a full-time job for somebody to actually do, do your marketing. <laughs> and if you're on your own, it's a bit of yeah. a struggle sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I mean, even, you know, yesterday afternoon, I, I did a, a podcast last week with the lady who uh, is part of an online course. Here comes the plug, guys. But it's an online course that I'm really <laughs> proud of because, um, you know, my wife, Louise, she's just got the most incredible mind for digital marketing. I've never seen anything like it. She just, you know, we've, we've uh, sold various services she worked with me in the law practice and through the other businesses we've had and she's you know she's wonderful you know, with all the personality in the world and everything else but I never realized that she's such a techno geek because she has just gone into all this and made it and I read it and I think oh I can understand this <laughs> she's left no stone unturned and so I'm really proud of, of the course that, that she's put together and it's made me realize I mean I'm, I'm very much as kind of intuitive type of of person 
And there are times I just, I lack structure myself. I mean, you know, I'm telling clients what I'm doing all the time and they realize, uh oh, I've slipped into it myself. You know, I yeah. haven't kept up with my content calendar or, you know, and, and yesterday I was there thinking, okay, I've got to get some of this stuff out. And I've got all the tools lined up, all the, the tools like Buffer and, you know, trial of this and to get everything organized. And I don't know, I just didn't want to do it. You know, I thought I've got some writing to do. And I thought, well, there's no point writing if no one's going to read it because they don't know it's there. <laughs> yeah, <good point. laughs> and I've said no one's ever seen the best product in the world because no one's actually got out and marketed it marketed it it's sure. probably out there somewhere yeah um and i see people get away with with real substandard stuff uh because they are just they're just making noise in the right direction and so you know i i'm i'm guilty of that as well from time to time and you know it's going to happen but i think the overall takeaway is okay you just have to you, you can't just drop off the the face of the earth for a month and expect people to then just pick you up suddenly i think the takeaway is really you know when i mentioned getting out of the building there if you get out of the building then you're a bit of a wallflower and you don't push yourself you, you again you're still not going to succeed it's about that personal branding it's just you know sometimes raising your head above the parapet and just yeah. you know grasping the nettle sometimes and if you're if it's not for you and you're you know normally an introvert i'm sorry but there comes a time where you just have to grasp the nettle and, and get out there because if you've got nothing, you've got no personal brand, people aren't going to remember you. So, yeah, you just have to get out there, man. Yeah, because not, you know, not everyone's good at speaking or, you know, in public or, or getting on video. But what I've seen is that actually there's almost a kind of downside to that kind of uh, you know, smooth, glossy video type of thing. And it looks very, very sure. corporate. Um, because I, I remember saying to Louise years ago when uh, after we had our, our big sort of financial crash and we were sort of, you know, learning all this, how to literally, you know, work the computer again and all this sort of thing. And um, uh, there were these marketing people who we, we sort of looked at and thought, OK, maybe we could do that. But then we realized that actually all they were doing was playing on people's insecurities and, yes. and sort of agit agitating, which we all have to do to an extent. We all have to say, listen, you really do have to do X, Y, Z. But that where we where we we sort of worked out that yeah people want to see a problem that they identify with you know you know at some point we're all nervous about speaking or I remember being almost sick for the first time I spoke in court and mm -hmm. and thought you know I, I can't do this I, I've got all the knowledge here but I can't do it and but the the beauty of it is that you can you can just can be rough and ready um, and real and authentic and and your marketplace will think, okay, yeah, I, I, I feel that, <laughs> you know, Definitely. and, and, and having that vulnerability yourself, I think it does make you authentic. And that's why there, there, there are many brands now who have got, you know, great entrepreneurs who have gone bust several times and they've told their story or they've had drug habits and come back and the great Rocky syndrome. And, you know, that I, I was hopeful. And I said to Louise back then, I think that soon you'll have to come, everybody will have to come from behind all the gimmicks and people want to see who's actually doing this who's teaching me this you know what's their story and ironic i wish i'd got into it back then because i think i saw it coming and thought this i felt so behind with all the software and and gimmicks i thought at some point they'll want to see who they're dealing with it's back to you know shaking your hand looking you in the eye almost but you're doing yeah. it virtually yeah um, of how do you how do you sort of overcome the uh uh, people's reluctance to actually sort of go public do you, do you sort of coach them through it I, I do I do and I think uh, you know that the, the bear in your mind is always 
gristly big teeth snarling with big claws but actually when you go into the forest and you meet the little cuddly little fella he's no bother at all so it's really in your own mind you know you build it up so much and you just have to sort of tell yourself I always say that I mean I was I was down in London a few weeks ago doing a um, well I was facilitating quite a big quite a big gig down there and I was quite nervous I was on the train and I just thought what are you being nervous for man just pull your game face on you know strap on a pair just just smash it, just smash it. And I did, and it was like this northern kid comes down and gives it a bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a, bit, a bit of mouth. And it, and it went, it went no bother. And I say this yeah. to clients all the time, you just have to be you. And you might get some haters, you know, but the, the 1%, you're the other 99 want you to succeed. Nobody wants a person to fail. Nobody. Very yeah. few. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get you get the old sort of you know troll and all that sort of. It's inevitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other week, I was uh, I was trying to. Um, it was silly. Uh, it was actually uh, yesware. I was trying to do a, a sort of email blast when you know you can actually do it without sort of spamming, and everything was fine on this, but I couldn't get a photograph um, to actually go into my email. So mm-hmm. they told me to. Um, to go and you had to do uh, download the image from the web and they said go to imager so i just put a, a, a copy of the, the my picture which was from a, a youtube video on imager because so i could download it into my email mm-hmm. and then i got this i, I saw these sort of notifications come up from imager and some people would actually liked it but there were there were two images saying oh yeah we know your game email selling yeah con man <laughs> I said, yeah, oh, yeah, selling by email. Oh, yeah, that, everyone believes that. Piss off. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, Excuse me? So uh, so I uh, I thought, well, I'm going to respond to this. So I wrote very politely before me. I just said, well, I noticed that both of you don't actually even identify who you are. You've got a really strange sort of, uh, you know, your your avatar on there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm try- just trying to do something to help. <laughs> You know, it wasn't actually even anything we were selling. It was just a a free mini course we'd done. And I said, it's just to help some small businesses who might actually feel intimidated about using email. So why don't you just get a life? And if you want to discuss it, these are my contact details. And they never came back. They never came back. <laughs> just keyboard warriors, aren't they? But uh, yeah, no, yeah. Jim, and it's karma, it's man. Karma. <laughs> It is, it is. And it's a shame because, you know, I'd say I um, there's a downside to the internet, but there's a very, very good side and yeah. a positive side that, you know, can really help people. My my thing is that I just really want people to get their own financial independence, whether it's a second income or whether they decide they just want to, you know, you and I have escaped, you know, working for uh, for, for corporate yeah. and and, you know, getting a quality of life. Uh, especially for children as well, because, you know, yeah. it, um, uh, you know, the era of, of when you can just sort of, oh, yeah, go to university and get that job. Um, hello. I mean, you know, money is tight everywhere. Grants are hard to come by uh, in America. I mean, you, you know, you're looking you're looking at 20, 30,000 pounds a term, you know, for, in some colleges. I mean, it's it's just crazy. So, you, you know, you've got to teach them to, to be independent and entrepreneurial and use the tools that, that are inexpensive on the Internet to, to yeah. complement what you do even if you've got a brick and mortar business i think i think that's just scared me there because i've just thought of my son there who's 13 and he straight away he's like dad i'm not going to university i'm, go- <laughs> I'm gonna start my own like, oh my word what have i created <laughs> uh-oh editing software <laughs> 
Oh boy. Okay. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> Scratch that. Um, yeah, it's true. And my my eldest daughter wants to go to university, um, and I'm I'm just thinking, well, do we do it here? Where do I find the money from? I'm going to do it here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's um, it's a mindful. But she she just loves academia. You know, okay. it's nothing I can do. Um, I, I I don't know where she gets it from. I mean, I suppose I was a bit of a nerd looking back in the day, but. Um, but she's not nervous. She's just super bright and just wants the intellectual challenge of it. I mean, she is, uh, we've homeschooled our children. Right, wow. And, and they've used all these internet courses and everything else. And I mean, they've taught themselves. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and I think that business owners should be doing that because many of them, I don't know, how do you get over this? I'm too busy. I'm too busy to do it. I mean, I know then we want to sell our services, but I know how honest you are in what you, you know, in your approach. I mean, how how do you sort of coach them in how much time or how do you approach your, ah, let's get to the question. You're the marketer. So if you're going into a new business, how do you get across that, that factor of I'm too busy for this? How much time will it take me even before you get to the money part side of things? Yeah, another great question, my friend. Um, you know, it's a Pareto rule, isn't it? You know, they'll, <laughs> they'll spend 80% of the time on something that's bringing in 20% of the money and yeah. you just have to say, look, that it's just rubbish you just you're just doing little things stop playing you know spend 80 percent of your time on the good stuff because it's it's 20 percent at the moment i always see that um yeah so just get get rid of the rubbish if it's not if it's not giving you any value or making you any money just try and get rid of it and there's there's ways you can do that delegation you see a lot of people that don't delegate the control freaks and i'm one of them um yeah. You could get rid of them, you, and if you if you haven't got anyone to delegate, there's VAs out there. You could use some of these gig economies that are out there to help you. So yeah, I mean, uh, I've got an accountant who's a great guy. I've got you know me and figures. I'm not very good at it, so uh, you know <laughs> I, I, I back it off to him. So you know, yeah. stay in your own lane, do what you got it, and if anything, if you're not good at the other bits, back them off to somebody. That sounds that sounds like fantastic advice there. I mean, you know, you're just you 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 are literally before you even get to the money is actually working out your process um, and how effective that is. And like I was saying a few minutes ago, you know, when it comes to structuring like a process, I can do some parts of it, and there are other parts, the technical side of it, and the the, the email funnels and everything else. I'm good at copywriting, but let me try and structure them all. That's where my wife comes in because that's what she does um i know you know know your limitations um and it's very easy to get sort of drawn in by all the shiny new objects that people offer you but um it's it's down to sort of process isn't it yeah process and planning essentially um mm. but you, you know you know it can be it can be a lonely place though and sometimes i get back to that network point that i made sharing some yeah. of these things with your network is what they're there for you know they're not there just to make money or just to give you referrals you know reach out and just ask somebody you know yeah yeah and it's you know again that's something i've I've always been really sort of independent of, of thought and but i've i've usually been the advice giver but as i've gone into over the last sort of 10 years this sort of internet world and and learning those skills i've been the first one to say whoa don't understand that and it's been an interesting learning curve for me because <laughs> I was always the one totally in control. You know, I was I was the attorney. People came to me. I gave them business advice about their contracts and how they should grow their business and everything. And uh, then suddenly this thing, the internet comes along and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but still don't ask me to look at anything on a phone because I can't see Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're right. The network doesn't have to be a physical network. It could be a Facebook yeah. group or a LinkedIn group yeah. or, yeah, anything. 
reach out yeah, support yeah and i mean you know it's a it's a very vague question but i mean if um how would you sort of give someone advice about which platforms they should focus on because obviously the social media bit but everyone gets drawn into it whether you like it or not uh and not every platform suits every business so how did you have a sort of general rule of thumb how you tell them what they should be focusing on or whether to limit their their, their sort of efforts yeah i do i mean it depends what you are if it's b2b or b2c um here in the uk b2b it's linkedin is the number one um so get some content on linkedin write some posts on pulse so if you get your pulse uh, posts on yeah. twitter is always good because you can relax a little bit and uh it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be what your website should be. You know, your website's quite stiff and corporate, isn't it? You know what I mean? But yeah. on Twitter, you can actually show the humanization point and, and get that across. Um, right. Facebook's not as big as it is for you guys over there. Um, we do have Facebook pages, but I know you guys, you look at some of them, they've got so many thousands of likes and we've got like so many hundreds and we think we're great. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, still there's plenty of people who I would have expected to be on Facebook in the UK and uh, there's no sign of them um yeah and they don't think it's for business either they think it's very personal um yeah so In interesting cultural shift part two yeah um, yeah but but i mean you know not many people are doing instagram when it comes to business or snapchat yeah. it, it's very much the sort of twitter and the linkedin really bit of oh. facebook Oh, so the Twitter's just Piers Morgan, and then there's the rest, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's so many platforms out there. You're best off doing two or three well, rather than six or seven weak, aren't you? You know, so yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's that's really good. So just as one uh, little uh, plug about you and where you see, I want to know where do you see your your business going in the next few years. I'll probably end up doing a lot more coaching and uh, I've pivoted over the last couple of years with the business and what I've found is a lot more people want me to help them with the coaching side and I've, I've got some con some courses that I've sort of compiled as well. So I'm delivering them personally to, to other companies, um, sales teams, marketing teams. I think where I'll probably end up taking it is I'll probably do a bit more speaking and, and yeah. just probably do a bit more delivering. The beauty about delivering is you kind of leave a legacy, you know. Um, yes. Sometimes I'll go back to a client and I'll see on the whiteboard some of the things that I've taught them or some of the, um, I use business model canvas. So I'll go in and there'll be an A1 business model canvas on the wall. And I think, yes, great guys, <laughs> you know, and it's just having that, having that's just amazing. So rewarding. Yeah. But do you yeah. think in 10, 10 or 20 years' time, I'll want to hear from an old duffer, do I still need to be relatively young to do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, um, I think from my own point of view, I think it's it's opened up. I mean, I always take the point of view, look, if you look at the films now, you know, the movies, um, most of the film stars are sort of, you know, mid-30s, 40s, 50s. And you go back 20 years ago and they had to be sort of, you know, Tom Cruise, dance around these boxer shorts mm. you know and I, I think there's a kind of a, a certain maturity i mean you know the the millennials are growing up more quickly um and i think the age the age is kind of less less relevant do you think yeah oh, you'll no, do no, for just, me you'll do for me jim i was panicking I, there about being old but I, now i feel good I, i'm ahead of you my brother so um <laughs> yeah i I'm, I'm actually giving myself therapy as recommended by my therapist <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling the love <laughs> 
yes, we're not as, as old as we might feel. <laughs> You're right, yeah. But it definitely is a good reason to uh, to, to come and uh, and consult with us. So, Ian, I, I, um, I, just before you go, I just want to, you to tell the viewers just a little overview, a, a quick pitch about what you do, how people can find you, and uh, how you can help them. Yeah, sure. So, um a big advocate for social media. So I call myself a social evangelist because I'm all about relationships. So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. I'm sure you'll put in the show notes, but it's Ian underscore Farrer. Um, my podcast is industryangel.com. Um, so basically what we spoke about today is about personal branding, getting out of the building, raising your head above the parapet and just grasp that nail. Getting out of the building. Well, that that is just. I think the. Uh, I think we've actually got the title for the uh, for this week's uh, podcast. So, uh, we're going to get out of the building now. Um, but Ian, we're going to do this again. Um, Let's do it. And uh, I, c- I can see some other possibilities for things we could do together. Actually, so uh, we'll we'll discuss those and let the internet world know what's like, what's going on. Only if uh, the listeners can understand my accent. Uh, as I say, Google Translate, and I was even looking at YouTube. YouTube uh, have uh, caption translating now, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to do one of those too. <laughs> uh, but once again, thank you so much for for sharing this this time and your knowledge and um, you know your story because that's that's really inspiring. Because burnout is a, is a real danger um, in today's world, uh, especially with with men. Actually, as as I've yeah. uh, been looking at different statistics about. You know, men's health deteriorating across the world, and uh, so that's something we can all learn from. Uh, and you know, much kudos to you. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate it, and thanks for the opportunity to speak to listeners today. Okay, well, that's uh, Ian Farah, guys. And um, well, Internet World, you'll be seeing that. Check the show notes out, and uh, check out Ian and his podcast, which is. Uh, I suppose I have to say it's uh, it's better than mine. All right. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's really good and you'll learn a lot from it. So seriously, uh, check out the um, the Industry Angel Business Podcast. Uh, this has been Inside Life 360. If you like this show, go and, go and love it. Um, and uh, I'll be able to reach more of you. And until next time, it's Jim McKenzie saying keep on living your dream.